Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This episode is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com for small batch roasted to order coffees and use coupon code TOPBREW to save 10% off on your purchase. I am Joe Darnell and joining me today is Eric Rauch, my co-host. Welcome back, Eric. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. You know, it's uh, been a couple of weeks since we talked coffee, talked shop, talked about roasting to order beans, and we've been planning this episode actually for a while now. We have. You know, we we really want to help educate people about how they can brew their coffee at home better and all the uh, tricks of the trade that we we uh, craft roasters and coffee enthusiasts use to make better coffee from week to week and experiment with different kinds of brew tools, right? Right. So like what are you what are you using these days when you drink coffee in the morning? Uh in the morning it's you know we're making we're making the coffee at the house it's almost always a french press. Um my wife has an an aeropress that she uses at home. I have an aeropress at the at the uh, at the office that I'll use for for testing purposes. But typically our our first our first big batch in the morning is is made with our our um 10 cup french press. Nice. Now, you said that your son actually picked up a Chemex at one point, right? Right. And we're talking about the Chemex today. And so I find that interesting that your son took a shine to it first. D- did you in, uh, have some of his Chemex coffee or did you just uh, you know jump in, get on board, take his Chemex and run with it and use it for yourself? No, he's he's a coffee geek like I am. Um and he he just he saw something that was lacking in our in our coffee arsenal and decided to buy it for himself. He had he was he was working a a summer job had had a little bit of money and decided that that was something he wanted to buy, and uh, we we don't use it, you know, we use it a lot, I guess, when we first got it, um, but it's not it's not something we use regularly. Uh, there's 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 certain coffees which we can talk about when we when we deal with this first question that 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 the Chemex works better for, right? It's just I don't I don't do it enough, so so to me it's 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 so much easier to just dump everything together in the in the French press and do what I do every morning. I think that for a lot of people that want something that's a very bold flavored coffee, a strong coffee that's got a lot of complexity to it, they're going to be attracted mostly to the AeroPress or the French press. Mm-hmm. And then for people that want a similar but highly improved experience over a drip coffee maker – they will turn to the Chemex because it's sort of like electric drip coffee making done right, if that were possible. You know, you got a, uh, a filter drip coffee maker. It's made of glass. You put the paper uh, in on top and then you allow it to steep inside of the paper and it drips through the paper as it wills when it's ready to come right. through. And then, But it should, it should be pointed out that that's one of the major downfalls of a, of a drip machine is where the major brewing takes place you know pretty much all all the brewing where where the water and the coffee are are mixed together is in this plastic it's it's not glass it's a it's a plastic container it's a plastic basket that you put the paper filter into and you're going to get some sort of of plastic flavor certainly when it's when it's brand new uh but but a lot of times because people don't don't take those things out and dishwash them or or clean them regularly you're going to taste the last couple of Pots that you brewed in that machine in in the one that you're brewing today, so it's it's that's one of the nice things about the Chemex and about the French press is that they're they're single use in the sense that that there's 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 no residue afterward, even even, even if you just rinse it out, you, you, there'll be a little bit of oils and maybe some 
some uh, some some particles left behind, but they're not going to dramatically influence the flavor of the next batch like like an electric trip would. But another nice thing about the Chemex is that you can put it in the dishwasher. It's dishwasher safe, right? So some of them are made with glass handles and some of them have these wooden collars because you know, the aesthetic, they, they look kind of attractive. I'm actually looking at the one that I have here on the desk right now. It's the six cup Chemex and it's got the wooden collar, but it would be a little bit fiddly to take it on and off anytime you wanted to wash it. And it's, it's really easy to rinse as well. So I don't know how often you really need to put it into the dishwasher. But if that is something that concerns you, you always want that consistent, clean brew, then most definitely you cannot go wrong with the with the Chemex with the glass handle and put it in the dishwasher every time you're done with it. Yeah, the, the primary downfall of the Chemex is the fact that it's made all of glass. And when you when you put it in, in soapy water, it becomes this slippery baby. You know, I, I mean, you're if you buy a, a Chemex <laughs> – Count on 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 buying another one sometime soon because because they're very they're very slippery when you get them wet and you know things happen you're gonna you're gonna chip it you're gonna break it you're, you know, something's gonna um you try to be as super careful as you want that's why I prefer the glass handled one uh, because it does at least have a, a place to grip it while you're washing it um, but the wooden wrap looks looks kind of cool looks looks somewhat uh, more unique sitting on your on your countertop than the other one just kind of looks like a like an orange juice pitcher or, or something. It could easily be used as an orange juice yeah. pitcher. Yeah. I think that the wooden grip makes it uh, look like what do they call artisanal coffee makers. It does, yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. It is like the quintessential, and it's actually been around for many decades. Uh, it's something I learned when I checked out the Chemex website is that they, they go way back. Right. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a new thing. It's just it's just now becoming becoming popular. And as as the name implies, it was it was invented by by a chemist. A chemist slash coffee enthusiast. Yep, and, they've been uh, around since 1941. Yeah, that's that's it's pretty amazing. But just like the French press, the French press looks like it belongs in a chemistry lab too. Ultimately, that's what you're doing when you're making coffee. You're you're performing chemistry. Yeah. So a little bit more about the Chemex in general. You know, a quick introduction. If you don't know what what the heck we're talking about, it's made of glass. It's kind of shaped like an hourglass, but fatter in the middle. And uh, just a general uh, uh, a bit of thought here, it is known as the pristine coffee maker. The Chemex employs all of the chemically correct methods for brewing, as they say. It's hourglass-shaped flask. And a it's team made- of three professionals were, 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 were interviewed to make that statement. That's right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading the copies straight off of the website. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's hourglass-shaped flask is made entirely of glass, a chemically inert material that does not absorb odors or chemical residues. The Chemex glass coffee maker has no moving parts and will work forever unless it is dropped or in some way. That does it, it say that? Yeah. <laughs> unless it, that it is dropped or when, some way demolished. It, it should say when, <laughs> when, it, when it is dropped, not, not if, when. Yeah, it is glass. It's not indestructible yeah. stuff. Yeah, you're going to break this thing. It's 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 not a it's it's not a question of if it it, it is when. And the uh, and the Chemex um, filters are kind of unique as well. They are made of the highest quality paper. So yeah, it's uh, basically yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> it is rich Corinthian filter paper. There yes. you go. Unlike the the Chemex itself, which is made out of non-porous borosilicate glass. <laughs> The filter is made of porous material. 
because water can go through it. No, it does sound like we're getting really sarcastic about the Kevex. And well, we, we kind of are because of the because of the marketing lingo. Yeah, this 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 coffee maker doesn't allow your water to go through it. Well, that, that's a feature. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, you know, we've we, we've really we've really defined features down to the down to the bare minimum here. Oh, wow. This is so not what I expected to be saying about the Chemex in this episode. But it's totally worth it, right? So, okay, back to the paper filter. Um, the paper filter is a little bit over a foot by a foot square. Um, okay, 14 and inches can, by 14 inches. And you can get inches. them in different. That it's, that's, the ones, the this ones is we have the sound a, that a Chemex paper makes. Right. The, one, the ones that we have at our house are already cut. They're already, they're already rounded. Really? Yeah. So, okay. so you don't have to get them um, – Yours Square. are yours are pre-rounded. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the, and and we we probably had to pay a premium price for that. I see. Well, you know, when you when you take the paper, you have to fold it open so that you create a pouch. Um, one side of the paper filter is going to be one sheet thick, and then the other side is going to be three sheets thick. And this unique design causes the the coffee to filter through at a different rate than, say, an, at your average paper filter in a drip maker. Because it's about three times as thick. Exactly. On the one side. So it does no, slow down the I mean, just the, the filter drip. itself. I, I mean, when you triple it up, it's it's still it, – it's really thick. But but even on the on the single side, it, it, it's a lot it's a lot thicker than a, than a typical paper filter that you'd find in a, in a drip coffee maker. Right. And the Chemex comes in different sizes so that if you wanted to make coffee for a gathering or just for yourself, you can get the one that suits you. They call them cup sizes. They have the three cup, the six cup, eight cup, and 10 cup models. Um, the six cup model that I have weighs 1.6 pounds just because of the glass and the wooden handle. Nothing fancy, nothing very uh, taxing, if you will. And then uh, because it is really what it boils down to a paper filtered coffee maker, you will get similar results with other pour-over coffee uh, tools like the Herio VDC02WV60 ceramic coffee dripper. Yeah, the, they just call it the V60. Or that's that's the shorthand for the Herio, which is really, I, as far as I can tell, the most popular. You can get that that cone in, in ceramic. You can get it in in plastic. Mine's just the the low budget plastic one. Um, works it works fine. The the paper filter in the in the Hario pour over is going to be thinner. That's the primary difference between the Chemex and between the pour over is the thickness of the filter. You you grind your coffee; it's going to take longer to drip through the Chemex filter than it than it does through the through the pour over. I it takes me about two minutes, start to finish, to do a pour over. Um, that's including the bloom and and you know uh, that's that's the whole that's the whole pour. Um, Whereas a, a Chemex, if you make a full pot, it should take around four to five minutes, mm. four to five minutes. I assume they make pour overs that are large enough to make a, a six or eight or 10 cup pot of coffee, right? Because I know that that's some, that's you know, one of the I don't, unique characteristics I don't know that I've ever, Chemex. I've never, I've never went looking for one, but I, I, I don't know. That's something we'll have to, we'll have to look into because all, all the ones I've seen, the one I have, it, it's a self-serve. It yeah, but it mine mine came with a with a pot. So I mean, I it looks I like could, something that my parents were using in the eighties. Oh really? The Harry V sixty yeah. It's um you can you can brew right into your cup. You know that's that's why they 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 use these at at uh it's enough Starbucks for you and some coffee else. shops. If if you go in and, and you want something that's not that's not in their in their in their drip machine at the moment, and the, and they say well we can we can do a pour over of this. Well that that's what they're using. They're using these. 
these these cones with a paper filter in there. Um, so you can you can go right into your cup, or you can go into the into the pot that comes with that comes with the one I bought, and that uh, I I want to say is is six hundred grams, I think total. It's it's not huge, but it, it's enough for three or four cups. So it, it's bigger than you think. You know, it looks like a little like a little thing, but it's just like the Chemex. You the know, size you, of it is deceptive because the yeah. base of it is much wider than the top, right. and you're not usually going to fill it up to the top anyway. So yeah, it gets a lot more coffee in there than you would expect. Yeah, like what you you brewed maybe a third of the of the brewing chamber this morning and and you and I both got a got a a pretty full cup out of it. When you're sitting there looking at it, it doesn't look like nearly enough for two people. Then you start pouring it and and there's there's there is more in there than you think. Exactly. So a little bit more about the device. Um, if you're still not familiar with the Chemex, one of the reasons why it is uh, noteworthy is just how many people already use the thing. Like we said, it's been around since the, the early 40s. And if you've never heard about it before, you're not the only one. But there's a lot of people who genuinely get a lot of good coffee out of this thing. On Amazon, it gets an average of 4.5 stars out of over 1,000 customer reviews. And that's that's saying a lot for it. Mm-hmm. So you can't go wrong with a Chemex, as far as the uh, all-purpose consumer out there is concerned. Yeah, and it's and it's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun way. It's of, a good-looking device. Yeah, but but it's a it's a it's another. If if all you're concerned about is getting out of the house in the morning, and you know, then then you're going to use your you're going to use your drip maker, and, uh-huh. and that's what you're going to do. But but on a on a lazy Sunday or a Saturday morning, you know, you want to you want to take a little bit more time and and craft a cup of coffee or a pot of coffee it's a it's a fun little thing to use so another interesting about thing about the chemex is that it is on permanent display in the new york's um, museum of modern art it is considered modern art if you can call it that it's definitely one of the more interesting industrial i've seen other modern art so yes i would consider this definitely the, high on the modern art list there you go it's got the the eric uh, modern art seal of approval yeah and uh, we'll get to, in a minute here to uh, like our own brewing recipe with the device. Uh, I keep thinking of it as a device because I, th- I think of coffee makers as tools, right? Because at yeah, the end of the day, is. we're just trying to create a cup of joe. But it is the means by which we do that uh, with a, a scientific method. Yeah. And, and well, it, part take, of the, it takes a manual process. I, I think on the box, it says filter drip coffee maker. And part of the, the stigma of that word coffee maker, at, at least in my mind, when when somebody says coffee maker, that's what I I think of an electric drip machine. That's what a coffee maker like that. That word it becomes synonymous with that device, with that with that tool. Right, but really the electric drip coffee maker is really an automator. It is preparing the water for you. It right. is dripping the water for right. you. And when it's all said and done, you can even time the thing in the morning so that it'll make the brew for you when you get up. Yeah. But what's different to about- guarantee that you're that the grounds sitting in the in the basket overnight are are now. Completely stale. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas with the Chemex, you know, you're probably preparing this with a fresh grind, with fresh beans, because you're much more mindful about that sort of thing. And then you've probably used a water kettle to bring the water to the ideal temperature. You've measured out the grind. You've measured out the water. And when you put it all together, you know exactly when to remove the filter so that it's not too strong and going to leave any of the residual extra strong coffee flavors from the last few drips. Like everything comes together in a, a crafty sort of way to give you an ideal brew. But something like we were talking about before the show, Eric, you actually pointed out 
that no two brews are exactly alike, right. even though there's a lot of similarity between the two of them. So like we kind of understand that pour-over coffees always give you something that is relatively consistent from pour-over coffee makers. And the same would also be true of the French press. You know, it's going to be a thicker, oilier coffee that has a lot more, uh, for lack of a better term, complexity to it than the smoothness, the, clen- the clean mm-hmm. quality of the Chemex coffee. But that being said and done, like even if you measure it all out exactly the same every time and you brew it for the exact same amount of time at the exact same temperature, your coffee is going to be different from day to day because the beans are always aging and who knows what else. But something is changing from day to day. Yeah, you are changing. Right. You are not the same person you were yesterday. You had different things to eat last night or you had a different thing to eat for breakfast. Maybe yesterday – all the variables were just right, and when you, and when you took your first sip of your morning cup of coffee, it was the best. It was just oh, wow! Yeah, this is this doesn't even taste like the same coffee I had yesterday. Well, the next day, tomorrow, you, you have different expectations for for that for that same cup of coffee, and it may not meet it because you're different. There's there's different things at work. The temperature outside is different. The weather's different. There's just all sorts of of different things that we don't think would influence. Well, we can, we can isolate all these variables, but you can't. And, and we're subjective as people. We are subjective. Um, we're very, we're very uh, influenced by our emotions. Whatever happened yesterday that, that, that your first sip was so good, you're probably not going to be able to replicate that tomorrow and get that and get that same first flavor. It'll still probably be pretty good, but you're, you're not, you're not as blown away as you were yesterday for whatever reason. So yeah, it's not, there is there is no exacting science in all of this because you're dealing with people. You're you're dealing with Im, imperfect, subjective human beings that that don't do everything. We're not robots. We don't do everything precisely the same day to day to day to day. That's right. So in a minute here, we're going to get to our Chemex recipes and uh, tips as far as that is concerned because we do want you to pick up one of these and try it out because I think that you're going to love it. And if you're new to the, to the Chemex, you will find that there are so many different resources online. But first, I want to get to um, our thanks to Thresher Coffee for sponsoring this site and the podcast. Thresher Coffee provides the fastest craft roasting in the heart of the Deep South. Their roasters source beans from around the world, taste test new ones from week to week, then mindfully prepare astonishingly flavorful coffees. When you order at ThresherCoffee.com, every time yours is roasted to order and shipped within 24 hours, you will always have the tastiest fresh coffee experience in every home brew, in your kitchen, and the office. If you are new to Thrasher's Roasts, there are four of them, ranging from the single-origin homestead medium roast to the hearty prospect dark roast. And if you love blends, then check out my personal favorite, the Liberty Blend. I don't know anyone who has ever disliked the Liberty Blend. It is a personal favorite, and it is a fan favorite. Everybody loves what you can get from that one. And Thrasher always treats you like the handsome craft enthusiast that you are. Each true 16-ounce pound of whole bean coffee is $25, shipping included. And Top Brew's listeners get 10% off of their first purchase with coupon code TOPBREW at checkout. Thrasher Coffee roasts responsibly harvested beans and supply premium, fresh, small-batch coffee experiences to their discerning customers at an affordable price. So thank you, Thrasher Coffee, for supporting Top Brew, this podcast, and our website. 
So back to the Chemex. We, we've shared a hodgepodge of ideas concerning the Chemex and where we come at it and what the market says about it. But now we, we really need to get down to the, the simple exercise of using the thing and how we would prepare our own recipe at home. So, Eric, I want to know how yours may differentiate from mine. I think that you might be more influenced by the other pour-over pour coffees you make at home mm-hmm. for yourself. But for me, I don't really drink all that much pour-over for myself. So when I make it, it's usually to share it with friends who I know pr- appreciate pour-over coffee more than, say, AeroPress and French press coffee. So for me, I turned to a couple excellent videos online coffee enthusiasts had shared their personal recipes and I found some to be very tasteful. Um, the one I favored the most was bringing the water to 205 degrees or so between 200 and 205 degrees. It's, it, it should not be a boiling point because that has an effect on the coffee beans and the coffee grounds, if you will, that, that seems to change the coffee flavors to something I don't like. It, so I, I prefer the 200 mark. Well, we start with 30 grams of ground coffee put into the paper filter after it's been rinsed. So usually you'll, you'll put your paper filter in. You've got the side that has three layers to it and the other side that has one. You take your hot water kettle and you pour maybe 30 to 50 grams of water into it just to rinse the paper and get it to stick nice and firmly to the flask. The Chemex. And then, and then you take the thing and you pour out the filter water and then you add your grounds. Now that you got your grounds in there, you, you'll add a little bit of hot water to it, uh, maybe 30 grams of it tops so that you get the bloom to sort of like uh, prep, uh, to steep the coffee for a second before you add the rest of the water. Yeah, ideally for the bloom, there should be, abs- or there, there should be no water um, dripping through the bottom, there should be no coffee coming through. Um, so if you got thirty ground, uh, thirty grams of grounds, and then you add thirty grams yeah. of water, then you're probably in the safe zone, and so that all the water stays with the coffee. Yeah, and that's why I said generally speaking. I mean that that that's the ideal, but uh, I mean it almost never happens because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get thirty one, or you're gonna pour it just a little bit too fast, and mm-hmm. and, and it's gonna flow through. I mean, it, it's not gravity happens. Eric. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not a big deal, but but ideally for the bloom, what what you want. Is just to wet the grounds and not and not have any 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 liquid actually drip through and and it's called the bloom because that's what it what it appears to do it looks it looks like the grounds are growing they 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 uh they bloom up the filter they yeah definitely mushrooms inside yeah. of there it, what I think is really handy is if you have a kitchen weight scale then you have your chemex sitting on the weight scale so while you're pouring water from the water kettle you know how much water you're getting in it. And combined, all said and done, you want about 450 grams of water. And you just let it drip through uh, till the paper and the water and the beans have done their job. But you want to lift the paper filter out and dispose of it before the last few drips of coffee. Now, I'm not exactly sure why. Can you explain to me why we want to avoid the last few drips, Eric? Because that's a technique that I've seen a lot of the enthusiasts use, and I've just taken their word for it. But I haven't actually taste tested the coffee to see what difference it could make. You're essentially pulling through more of the bitter flavors at the end because theoretically the grounds are spent. You've done all that, that you can expect them to do. And those, those last few drops aren't, aren't adding a, a good flavor. Mm. Um, they're, they're probably adding more bitterness to it. Obviously, you don't want to pick the filter up and squeeze it like you would a sponge to try because then you're just going to be introducing all sorts of bitterness down into the into the brewing chamber and it gets mixed up and that's that's your uh, 
that's your coffee down there. You know, you want to you want to be as careful. I mean, if you're going to go through all this trouble to make a a, a Chemex cup of coffee, then you know, try and not in- introduce as many off flavors as you as you can possibly avoid. Gotcha. That's a good reason. So when you're done and get to that point, you get the last few drips coming, then you just lift the paper, throw it away, and you've got all the coffee in the flask that you want. Right. And it does it does cool off pretty quickly. So you want to you want to drink you want to drink it soon. And I think that 450 grams of coffee is actually, or okay, fluid ounces or whatever, fluid grams or you want to call it whatever, of coffee is actually a bit much for a personal self-serving of coffee. But I like the results I get from it. So if I have any leftover coffee, I, I may save it for later, reheat it, or I would give it to my wife if she is still around in the morning. Um, sometimes she wants a cup of coffee before she goes to the gym, and then she wants a little bit more when she comes back. That would be a great day to use the Chemex when I have a little bit extra. Yeah, and if you go to thrashercoffee.com, I wrote an article there about what to do with leftover coffee. There's there's three uh, three different things that, that and and there's there's more than three. There's hundreds of things you can do with leftover coffee, but three very different things that you can do with with leftover coffee. So yeah, don't just dump it out. I'll add a link to that article in the show notes. There was another recipe where a guy was very confident about his. He used 40 grams of ground beans and he uses 700 grams of water. And I felt like that ratio was a bit off Mm -hmm. because, well, again, personally, I really enjoy my stronger coffee. What did you think about that? Yeah, I thought thought so too. I mean, um, you and I essentially agree on – 30 grams of coffee to 450 grams of, of uh, I can't really fault him for, you know, if that's what his taste buds like, but if, no, but it so, does seem to be on the weak side for so our, time. our ratio. If you want to break it down to um, smaller numbers, 10 grams of coffee equals 150 grams of, of water. So it's a, it's about a one to 15 ratio. His, his ratio is, is, is more, what do you say? 40 to, to 700. I mean, his is obviously, higher it's it's probably closer to like 1 to 22 and and if that's if that's what he likes that's fine i mean nobody can nobody can tell you that you're making coffee wrong if that's the way you like it then that's the way you like it to me it it would probably taste a, a bit diluted um a bit weak but even before you added anything like milk or cream oh yeah yeah because because you're just you're using that much more water but that's just what i'm used to i'm used to a 1 to 15 ratio and if you raise that ratio to to something higher to me it's going to it's going to take but it but it's all what you're what you're used to if if you've always made your coffee with a ratio similar to that 1 to 20 in, in that range then anything less than that's going to taste too strong and anything higher than that's going to taste too watery to you so it's it's all personal flavor it's all personal preference and speaking of finding things that work for you and just doing them the chemix also has a few other uh, additional tools accessories that you can pick up if you want to customize the experience a bit further. One of the things I noticed was that with a glass flask quite like this, I would have liked to have had a lid on top. And that's something that doesn't come with a Chemex, but you can purchase one separately. I don't know that it's really necessary. You know, if you're tilting the Chemex, you're probably, they could probably cause that lid to slip right out because there's no, uh, there's nothing to hold it into, nothing to grip it into place. So really I can see why, it doesn't come standard with a Chemex because it, it may trap a little bit of the heat, but probably not a lot. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that the, the Chemex brand has a what they call the Automatic Drip Coffee Maker, and it's spelled O-T-T-O-M-A-T-I-C. This is basically 
uh, sort of like taking the Chemex idea and making it more of an electric drip. Yeah. Because it, it, it's a rig that – It's a shower head. Exactly. It's a shower <laughs> head for the, for the Chemex. You fill up the water reservoir. It heats the water for itself and then it distributes water over the grounds at its own pace. And like a shower, it, it, it's not a single stream. It's, 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 it's like rain. It's, Which a lot of the drip coffee makers do actually right. these days. But the downside of this is, well, even though it's a very expensive device, it takes a little bit of the labor out, is that it's assuming you're trying to cut down on the manual labor of building your coffee. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to do that, then you've probably pre-ground the beans well in advance. Again, maybe you have a timer on the thing. And then ultimately you end up with a less than a fresh experience of coffee again. This is for people who shop on Sky Mall. Pretty much. You know, for it, people it who have up. everything, the shower head for your Chemex. You know, it's you, you thought you had everything. Well, no, no, you don't. You need one more thing. And another thing for people who love to experiment with their coffee, if you're not crazy about fiddling with the paper filters, there is a stainless steel cone coffee filter for the Chemex. There are many other coffee makers that have this alternative. And I haven't tried any of them because I've heard from a variety of sources that the results are, eh, you know, it's not really worth the change. It's going what, what that's going to do is going to bring you back closer to more of a French press cup in the because because that that that's that stainless steel filter is going to let particulate matter through that a paper filter wouldn't. It would definitely change the makeup of what makes Chemex coffee it's as gonna, you know it. Yeah, it's 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 going to give the Chemex coffee more of a French press body, more of a French press mouthfeel, which has which which typically is, is a little bit heavier on, on the tongue. It just has more body to it. We've said a lot about the Chemex from uh, top to bottom. You know, I, I do like this device. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it's not something that I'm going to use on a regular basis because I prefer the coffee from an aero press or a French press. And that boils down to just personal taste. I know plenty of people who will swear by the Chemex and they're not in the wrong for doing so. There are a few dislikes, though, that I had about how it all comes together, and this is really why I prefer other uh, coffee makers. It takes a minute or so longer to implement the Chemex than to brew with, say, something like a personal self-serve French press or with the AeroPress especially. I think that I've cut it down really nicely so that I can make my AeroPress coffee in less time than my it takes to make my wife's pour-over coffee in the morning. So – I, I know it's kind of fiddly to shave off an extra minute a day, but if you're going to manually make your coffee every day, it seems like at the end of the day, I'm really into drinking my coffee. And so I spend the time I have to, to make the good cup of coffee, but I really don't want to just waste excessive amounts of time if I can help it. Uh, I, I prefer the stronger coffee anyway, and I prefer the speed of an AeroPress. And then it also – the other thing about the Chemex is that it requires that you regulate the water temperature consistently. So first of all, you have that little bit of water you add to get the bloom. But then over the course of 30 seconds while you're waiting for the bloom to come to fruition, the coffee te- – the, the water temperature in your kettle is dropping. So I noticed that a lot of people bring it up to 205 degrees. Then they let the bloom occur. But, you know, depending on the temperature in your room and how insulated your water kettle is, its temperature is dropping. And so by the time you actually get that water into the Chemex to make your brew, it's dropped under 200 degrees. And I think that that's less ideal for this coffee maker. So you have to be a little bit more conscientious of the water temperature in the kettle, which just means that it's one more thing to think about. Not a big deal, but again, it's just one more thing to think about. The Chemex coffee will get cold pretty fast because this is glass. It's not well insulated. It's not double lined and it's not going straight into your coffee mug. 
So there is the water kettle water going into the grounds and the temperature is dropping. Then when the the uh, water uh, the coffee drips through the filter, the temperature is dropping again. Then while it pools at the bottom of the Chemex, the temperature is yet dropping some more. Then when you pour it into your coffee mug, it has dropped a few more degrees. So when it's all said and done, the Chemex constantly makes the water, uh, the coffee brew cool much faster than I would like. So it, it, because it doesn't retain that kind of heat that I'm, I'm going for, it, you, you want to drink this coffee faster than you may with other coffee makers that are better insulated unless you have hot plate to keep it warm. Um, lastly, um, it, this is a 100% glass coffee maker. It's It costs $40 and, more, and, and up. If you're going to spend that kind of money on the thing, it, it kind of scares me using it day in and day out. I have to treat it like a fragile thing. This is like an ornament off of the Christmas tree that I'm using to make my coffee every every day. And when you're making coffee in the morning, you're not awake yet. So in all all likelihood, you're bound to break the thing dur- during the first 365 days that you're using a Chemex because one day you were especially groggy. You're in the kitchen. You're making your coffee, and it slips from your hand. Boom, and now you got a huge mess to deal with, which is something that you wouldn't get from other coffee makers. The French presses seem to be easier to get a grip on, for one. The, the AeroPress is made of plastic, so when it drops, inevitably it will drop at times. It's not going to harm the thing. And then if you're using other kinds of coffee makers in general, it's easier to get a good grip on them because they have very reliable handles. And I don't see the Chemex having that sturdiness or durability. So to take those things into consideration when you invest in a Chemex and use it wisely, make sure that you have a sturdy countertop and you don't uh, let the kids use it. Not that you would let the kids ever make coffee, (laughs) but be careful about your teenagers. (laughs) Tell them that this is an heirloom. (laughs) All right. So does that say everything that we wanted to say about the Chemex today? Yeah, I, I mean, I th- I think I would agree with most of that. Um, I I w- I would say, you know, don't. <laughs> it's it sounds like we're like we're pretty down on the Chemex, and that's that's really not the case. It's a fun device to have. It's a it's a good. And I wanted to talk about it because it's worth talking about. It is. It's worth having one of these if you're taking coffee seriously. Yeah. Um. And one of the things I would say if if you do get one, and like Joe said, you can put it in the in the dishwasher, but you're you're gonna want to get a brush of some sort with a long handle on it because you're what you're going to want to get down there. And cause even the dishwasher is not going to be able to get water up in, in the bottom of it and, and, and get it perfectly clean. You're going to, it's going to take a little bit of work. If, if somebody forced me to choose between this and the, and, and the V60 between the Chemex and the V60, I would say go for the V60. It's easier. It's, it's le- it's less, it's less fragile. Like I said, you can even get a V60 in plastic. So when you drop it, it just bounces. If you consider coffee your hobby, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely say look into it. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much, Eric. This has been Episode 7 of Top Brew. If you want to follow our shouts online, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Top Brew FM. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash Top FM. If you're interested in reading our coffee tips and interviews by coffee specialists and enthusiasts online, visit us at topbrew.fm. And we would love to hear more from our audience about what you think of the show with a star rating and review of the podcast on iTunes. So if you would just take a few minutes to look us up and with one click, leave your star rating, we would be very honored. 
Ratings really help others to discover the show. So give us your feedback because it's always welcome. And I want to remind you of this episode's sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. They really deliver on their promise to serve freshly roasted coffee to your doorstep. So use coupon code TOPBREW to save 10% off on your order to keep TOPBREW going. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>